Welcome to Sports Bites. Welcome to Sports Bites. With your host, Chris Joseph. Chris Joseph. Are you a sports fanatic who loves the thrill of the game and the delicious food that accompanies it? And then they had uh, chicken fingers, exotic chicken fingers. Join us as we dive into the world of sports and the delectable bites that make the experience even better. Whether you're in the stadium, tailgating, or watching from the comfort of your home. Get ready to satisfy your sports cravings with Chris Joseph on Sports Bites. Bites. Let's dig in. Oh, yeah, let's dig in. It is Thanksgiving week, one of my favorite times of the year. I hope you guys are doing great. Thank you for joining me on another episode of of Sports Bites. I hope you're ready to dig in. We're going to talk about some college football. I'm going to give you my top five foods for Thanksgiving. I'm only doing one episode this week between work, Thanksgiving, all that stuff, Uh, trying to force two in there. I'm only going to do the one today, kind of cover what happened over the weekend, and then look ahead to rivalry weekend. Some rivalries are still the same. Others have changed, but it's still going to be a great weekend of football. And it's I can't believe that it's the final game of the college football season you know, regular season-wise. I know you still got the Army-Navy game, but for a lot of the the major Power 5 schools, this is the last weekend of college football. And it has gone by so fast. And before, well, during bowl week, you know, or bowl mania, I'll probably go down and pick one of my top 10 moments of the year. It, it's been a very, very entertaining year of football. Other than Pat McAfee being everywhere, which I could do without Pat McAfee, but uh, if you're traveling... The Thanksgiving with your family, be safe, get plenty of turkey. Lord knows I will, I promise. But I look back at last weekend, some of the big games, uh, Georgia and Tennessee, right? Everyone talking about, can Tennessee save its season? They're playing in Knoxville. I think it was 17 games in a row, Tennessee had won in Knoxville at Neyland Stadium. Georgia on an impressive run, almost 30 games in a row. So one of those streaks had to come to an end. And the way the game started early on, and you thought maybe Tennessee had a chance. First play of the game, touchdown, 75 yards out the gate. You're like, oh, okay. Tennessee came to play. Jalen Wright. But think about this. One carry, 75 yards, touchdown. He ended up with nine carries for 90 yards. But it's 7 nothing right off the rip. Tennessee fans, Neyland's rocking. They're having a great time. Carson Beck. Brock Bowers just continue to do what they do. And it was really, you know, Brock Bowers had seven catches and another touchdown. And I I love what I see from that team. They're the quiet, the most quiet number one team I can remember. They're in the top 10 in both offense and defense as far as giving up the fewest amount of points and scoring them. I mean, it's ridiculous. All I know... (laughs) That Alabama-Georgia SEC championship game. Better buckle up your chin strap. Georgia ends up going on winning big time over the Tennessee Volunteers, 38-10. to Tennessee now 7-4. and They play Vanderbilt next weekend, their rivalry game. It's just kind of a disappointing season for Josh Heupel and the Volunteers with how they ended last year. Just not what the Vol Nation thought. But again, next year, you know, you get to come to Norman. Josh Heupel in Norman for the first time in a long time. So it'll be fun to see. But Georgia continuing to roll. They got Georgia Tech coming up next. We'll talk a little bit about that. But 
securing their number one status without a doubt. Ohio State had no problem with Minnesota. Kyle McCord, a serviceable 212 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he did what he had to do. But coming up this weekend, it's a whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. And you know, Michigan, it was weird because Michigan had play was playing Maryland. And it's that, you know, you look at it, it's a sandwich game. And I know we're talking about food a lot. But it's a sandwich game because you think about the game before last weekend. They played Penn State. A lot of emotion, the stuff with Jim Harbaugh. Who, who knows, right? Then you got the look ahead of Ohio State. And, you know, Talia Tungavailoa is a very, very good quarterback. It was going to be interesting. They, they pushed him last year and ended up being close, 31-24. Michigan with the victory. Tungavailoa had two interceptions on the day. Blake Corum, 28 carries, 94 yards. The interesting thing, they're not going to have Harbaugh on the sidelines. That it's I don't know if that's going to be a big deal or not. We'll see. He's coaching throughout the week. They decided to not go to the trial, let everything stand pat. So good for you. You know, we'll see. Washington, Oregon State, and I, I got to tip my hat, but DJ Uyunglele, again, turnovers, costly turnovers, like he had at Clemson. Two interceptions, only 164 yards passing. Damian Martinez, I like that kid. He's got a lot of, you know, a lot of grit. He's a tough runner. But Washington wins that game 22-20. to 20. Really like what I see. It's, it's going to be hard. That Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Washington is going to get, get, get your popcorn ready for that one, too. Speaking of Oregon, Bo Nix. Bo Nix might have put himself in the front for the Heisman. And again, Auburn fans, how are you feeling about that? Bo Nix, 404 yards, six touchdowns. Bucky Irving had 11 carries, 63 yards. Oh, Oregon was rolling 49-13 over Arizona State. Rolling. They got the Civil War coming up next. I wonder if they're going to go highlighters wearing the orange and the and the yellow. Texas beat Iowa State. You know, there's a lot of what-if scenarios going on in the Big 12, the last year of the Big 12 as it stands now. Texas trying to make its way to the Big 12 championship. Went to Ames, Iowa, a place they had lost quite a few times lately. But they get out with a victory 26-16. You know, Baxter, I think he did a good job filling in for Jonathan Brooks. Everyone was concerned. Obviously, Jonathan Brooks, a phenomenal running back. Baxter showed why he was the number one running back recruit. 20 carries, 117 yards. I, I, I think they're fine. They got Texas Tech this weekend. We'll talk about that. Alabama steamroll. Jalen Milrow, his progression throughout this year has been amazing. And I just tip my hat to everybody that stuck with him. You know, when I live here in Birmingham, I heard you know like a lot of people that I know they're Alabama fans that were you know, hey, let's get rid of you know Miller. We got to do something, but Jalen has turned into a really, really good quarterback. Three touchdowns passing. And here's the thing: he's spreading it all around. He's becoming a really, really good quarterback. They've got the Iron Bowl coming up. We'll talk about that as well. Ooh, Auburn, bad weekend for you guys. Missouri and Florida, Missouri won 33-31, kind of that hangover. You know, they thought they were going to do well against Georgia. They lost Brady Cook, 331 yards, a touchdown. How hot's the seat for Billy Napier, 5-6, and 3-5 and five in the SEC. Louisville wins to secure their spot in the ACC championship game. They beat Miami 38-31. You know, Louisville's played really, really good. I'm a little bit disappointed about what happened in the day because Florida State, we all know Florida State, Playing a you know a kind of like an SEC schedule 
team playing an FCS team, I mean, nobody that really matters, right? They're playing North Alabama. And Jordan Travis, and I feel just sick to my stomach, suffers a gruesome leg injury. His career in college is over. I, I didn't want to watch the replay. Came across it. And I just, I, you know, the guy came back. He bought in with Jay Norvell, and, or Mike Norvell, excuse me. Jay Norvell, he's he's out of Colorado State. But he bought in with Mike Norvell and for everybody coming back. And, and that's one of the reasons I had them as a playoff team in my preseason show when I had Florida State there. I saw what they did in the Cheez-It Bowl last year. Jared Verse coming back. And, you know, you had a really phenomenal receiver step up and, and do some things that you hadn't seen in a while. Keon Coleman, he's the man. You expect that from Johnny Wilson, but he, Johnny can never come around really this year. Keon Coleman, one of the Blitnikoff finalists, rightfully so. But oh, Jordan Travis, man, it's and it was early too. But Tate Rodemaker, he's going to be in now trying to see if they can get Florida State into the playoffs with the victory over Louisville in the ACC championship. They got Florida coming up their big rivalry game, whether it is or not anymore, I don't know. Uh, Utah, Arizona, you know, Arizona's turnaround has been amazing this year. They've got eight wins, six and two in the Pac-12. They hammered Utah 42-18. Cam Rising, who's been in college longer than Bo Nix, said that he's going to come back for his seventh season. Seventh season as a quarterback for the Utah Utes. That's probably my Big 12 favorite next year. With Utah coming in with Cam Rising, Sione Vaki, there's your Big 12 winner. Hope you have fun with that. Oklahoma State, Iowa State, going to get bullied. Kansas State and Kansas, the Sunflower Showdown, was kind of hoping Kansas would do something. No Josh Bean. Will Howard does what he always does. Gritty, tough. 165 yards, two touchdowns. Kansas State wins 31-27. Oklahoma State, after being behind early, turns it around. They run away from Houston 43-30. And now there's you know all kinds of scenarios set up in the Big 12 as we head into those last week. Oklahoma is going to play TCU on Black Friday morning, 11 a.m. But they had some struggles. They were out of BYU. Didn't know if they were going to win or not. Not till late in the game. And the defense that had been bad, but good at the same time, stepped up to save the day. Ball was out quick. Oh, it's picked. This might be a pick six. Bowman Jr. trying to be run down. He's showing everybody his shoe bottoms. Does he have enough? Got there. Boomer Sooner. How do you like that? <laughs> Boomer Sooner. How do you like that? The call from the game on Saturday. And just an odd game, but I, I love seeing everybody that went to the game talk about how great of an environment it was. Beautiful. Finally, Oklahoma gets a win over BYU. But Oklahoma still kind of in the outs of the Big 12 championship. There's a three-way tie with Oklahoma, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. You know, we got to hope, you know, BYU goes to Stillwater and knocks off Oklahoma State. Maybe Iowa State beats Kansas State or Texas loses. You know, there's some some ways around it, you know. And then it's funny hearing and seeing people on social media saying, I'm an OU fan, I'm never going to root for Texas. But if they're playing Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship, I just might. And I'm like, that's just, it's too much orange. Too much orange for me, but you know this is uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I still remember as a kid laying on the floor listening to Keith Jackson call the Oklahoma Nebraska game. I remember watching 
Keith Jackson, the tight end at Oklahoma, run the reverse, the tight end reverse. You know, the next year, makes a one-handed catch from Charles Thompson in Lincoln when, you know, Nebraska's wearing the all-reds. Last year with the field goal, some classic moments. Miami and Boston College, Doug Flutie. That was a Thanksgiving weekend game. Some great moments. But it is the rivalry weekend. And you think about some of the games that are out there, and they're, I don't know if they're really rivalries, all right? Oregon takes on Oregon State. That's the Civil War. That's a big, that's a big game, all right? Oregon looking to punch their ticket to the playoffs if they can get by Oregon State and if they can get by Washington. Bo Nix trying to get the 4,000 yards on the year. Whew. Two great running backs, Damian Martinez, Bucky Irving. I like Oregon. It's at Autzen. It's going to be crazy. Um, it's a night game. It's going to be loud. They're going to be raucous. The spread is 13 and a half, and I like Oregon with every bit of that. I do. I think Oregon is going to throttle past Oregon State. I do. I just, I'm not, I've, and you've heard me. I've not been a fan of Oregon State all year, and they've won some games. But here it comes time again, a very pressure-filled situation, and I just don't think DJ Uyunglele has what it takes. The intestinal fortitude, if you will, to lead his team. The Apple Cup, Washington State, and Washington early on in the year thought it was going to be a good game. Washington State was playing really, really good football. Now, Washington has struggled a little bit with some teams. Michael Penix, he'll be in New York. Roma Dunze, a Bolitnikov finalist. He had another touchdown. Yards I can get for that first down yardage. Final minute now of the first half as Penix heaves it down into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Odunze for the second time tonight. 32-yard strike for one of the best in his position. I love, he comes up and says, I'm like that. Sounds like my kid playing catch with him out in the front yard. He's out there grittying after a catch. He asked me if he could do that. Because he's wanting to play tackle football this year. He's asking me if he could do that. And I was like, no, bud. You'll get a penalty. Not a good look. Don't do that. He's interested in football. So that makes me happy. Georgia, Georgia Tech. I think the Bulldogs are going to hammer Haynes King and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Uh, Florida, Florida State. I mentioned, you know, what's going to happen in Florida State now? Um, Is that going to affect them in the playoff? Think about it. Could the playoff committee vote to keep them out because of Jordan Travis? If they struggle against Louisville and other teams perform better, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, nobody cares. That's a who cares game. Joe Milton, have fun in your last game in Knoxville, Arizona, Arizona State. Noah Fafita has done a fantastic job closing the year. The Iron Bowl, Auburn, what happened? You paid $1.85 million for New Mexico State to come in there and take your lunch money. Literally took your lunch money and it wasn't like a a fluky you know some weird they dominated every facet of the game now again here in Birmingham I've talked to a lot of people I know people that are Auburn fans and I said look there's one thing if you want to spin it there's one positive spin you could put on this Nick Saban in his first year lost to Louisiana Monroe the week before the Iron Bowl then went on that big run. So I'm not saying Hugh Freeze is going to be the next uh, Nick Saban. But, man, I tell you, you got to look for some positives, right? Got to look for some positives. And, again, I can't wait for next year. 
I, I, when I find out the schedule, when Oklahoma's going to be at Auburn, I've already heard my boy Toby Rowan, the play-by-play voice for Oklahoma, say he hated the end zone press box. especially when, And that, as a play-by-play guy, that's terrible. I couldn't imagine. One of the worst places I probably called a game uh, was at Cameron University when I was calling high school. Terrible, terrible place to call games. In any booth that don't open the windows so you can get the sound, just not a real big fan of those. When I called a state championship game in Stillwater at Boone Pickett, you had to go up on the feet on the roof and just an awkward scenario there. But uh, Toby's already said he does not like the booth at Auburn. They toured it when they were there. But playing basketball is the basketball game. Utah, Colorado, talk about a downward slide. Man, Coach Prime, everything was going good. Then you started to play some real football teams. And it's funny now how everybody wants to do the Shador Sanders, you know, showing the watch and I get it kind of like if he did it to y'all, but if he didn't do it, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what this off season holds for Colorado. This is a big off season. Now they're going to be going to the big 12, a lot different. It's going to be interesting. LSU, A&M, Jalen Daniels, he's going to be in New York as well. There's a lot of people think he should be the front runner. Some of the stuff that he's done and go back to when he was at Arizona state and the video leak of his former teammates speaking very poorly of Jalen Daniels. And now he's he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Love what I see there. Texas Tech at Texas. I got to hope Texas Tech wins that game. Quinn Ewers, you know, Xavier Worthy. Saw the little trackers that Xavier Worthy hit almost 23 miles per hour on a punt return. Oh, my goodness. That's ridiculous. But the big game of the day in Ann Arbor. For the first time in five years, Michigan is favored. Now, the last time Michigan was favored, Ohio State won by 40. (laughs) So, Kyle McCord, J.J. McCarthy, Marvin Harrison Jr., Blake Corum, there's names all over on the offensive side. Is it going to be a defensive struggle? Temperature's supposed to be about 37 and sunny, cold. Jim Harbaugh won't be there. And, And can we talk about Michigan holding up like the banners over their coaches on I just I used to really respect the Michigan program and some of the buffoonery that I see going on now it's, it's almost unacceptable I'm excited for the game my little boy he's like when is that when do they play it's Saturday can we watch it absolutely we can watch it sir there's no reason why we should not watch that game it's 11 a.m early er Early kickoff. But I like Michigan. You know, I talked about Marvin Harrison. I think Marvin Harrison should be in New York as well. And some people want to compare stats and be like, well, neighbors at LSU. I, when I look at most outstanding or who should win, where would that team be without said player? I think without Jalen Daniels, neighbors Will the numbers be down? Sure, but LSU's a completely different team, so I would have Jalen Daniels there more than neighbors. But without Marvin Harrison Jr., I don't think Ohio State has the year that they have. 62 catches. When they know they're going to him, yes, you got Emeka Abuka, a great counterpart, but you had an untested quarterback. If it wasn't for Marvin Harrison, I don't think Ohio State's undefeated still. I think he should be in New York. And I don't think Brock Bowers 
should be on the Bolitnikoff award list. He needs to stick to the Mackie. Stick to the Mackie. You know, I just don't start cross mojing over into a different award. Just don't do it. But I like Michigan in this game. I think J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corm, if they get that run game going, like they did against Penn State, 32 carries in a row, oh, my God. Talk about demoralizing. But there's a scenario out there. And, and, and here's what's crazy. Think about the Big Ten, all right? The Big Ten. Michigan. They're going to play in the conference championship. Who else? The, the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's who's playing for it. They've scored 203 points this year total. Total. So Brian Ferentz is gone because he didn't average 25 points for the year. But Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes, 203 points scored. Now their defense has played well. The Big Ten West is not a great conference. That is, that's a terrible conference. But here we go. Michigan, Ohio State. I think Michigan's going to throttle. Throttle. Iowa, the Big Ten Championship. So here's the scenario. Think about this. Big Ten champ undefeated. One of those teams, Michigan or Ohio State, undefeated. Say Florida State wins. They're an undefeated ACC champion. Say Bama goes in and hammers Georgia. Texas wins the Big 12. Oregon wins the Pac-12. Who do you take? I mean, you have to take the two undefeated teams. Whether it's, I mean, think about when 12-gauge played for Ohio State. You know, thrust into action in the playoffs. That's going to be an interesting scenario to see. If I was picking, I think whoever wins the Big Ten undefeated, that's one. If Florida State finds a way to win without Jordan Travis, they're two. You're undefeated. Then it comes down to me, Bama and Texas. I think if Texas wins and Bama wins, I think Georgia's left out. Because if Bama beat Georgia, because everyone's going to talk about Georgia really has not played anybody. You can say what you want about Ole Miss or Tennessee. But Georgia, you get beat by Bama. Bama's in. And then if Texas wins the Big 12, I think Texas is in. I, I, I don't think there's a way... I mean, Oregon might snooker in, but if Alabama gets in, you got the team that won head-to-head against them in Texas, and I'm not a Texas fan. Just trying to do what's right. But it's going to be fun to watch, especially here in Alabama. When I watch the people I know, if Alabama wins, that's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Well, now it's time for my final regular season. Give them a six or six picks. Here's the snap, look, swing play to Payne. He's looking to the 10, cuts outside, five. Touchdown, give him a sixer, Brian Payne. Peyton Gavris looking for a pass down the far side. Caught, touchdown, Corbin Cleveland. Give him a sixer. Corbin Cleveland. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, this is my final regular season give him a sixer picks 
my underdog. Anybody that's a six and a half point underdog or more who I'm looking to win. My buddy, James, I'm sorry. I'm taking Texas Tech to win outright. But in that, I'm also taking them as a pick to cover or to get the 12 to win, you know, to cover with the 12 and a half points. The Civil War, I like the over. At now, I don't think I don't think Oregon State can score on them. Oregon favored by 13 and a half. I think they win by more than that. I like Oregon to cover. Ohio State, Michigan. Give me Michigan minus three and a half. The Iron Bowl. The Iron Bowl, the over is 48. New Mexico, New Mexico State scored 31. I like the over in that game. The Apple Cup, the over of 68 and a half. That's, that's where I'm going. So again, I'm taking my underdog, Texas Tech, to win outright. But I'm also picking them in my pick six to cover with the 12 and a half points plus. The over, I mean, not the over, taking Oregon plus the th- or minus the 13 and a half. Ohio State, Michigan, give me Michigan minus the three and a half. The Iron Bowl, the over of 48 and a half. And the Apple Cup, six, eight and a half. Give me that. And with the Iron Bowl, you never know. You never know. It's one of those damn rivalry games. You never know what's going to happen. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch. Down on the Plains, Jordan-Hare Stadium. Coming up the anniversary of the kick, 10-year anniversary of the kick six. Davis, you're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Rod Bramlett, one of the best calls ever in the history of college football. It's going to go down as one of the best calls. But I'm going to tell you this. So you know it's Thanksgiving. One of my favorite times of the year. So you know what song I got to play, right? I'm going to give you my top five Thanksgiving foods. You ready? Potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it! Look! I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, yeah! It's Thanksgiving, guys. One of my favorite, one of my favorite holidays. Now, I'm going to tell you this, and this is an unpopular opinion. And I'm going to get this out of the way. You can come at me on social media. If you know me, you can say what you want. My number one least favorite Thanksgiving dish. Green bean casserole. Nope. Keep that stuff away from me. Not a fan of the green bean casserole. But here's my five. Top five. Thanksgiving foods. Number five, stuffing. I love it. Whether it's homemade, stovetop, I don't care. Give me the stuffing. I like it. I love stuffing. The sage, the garlic flavor, I'm all I'm all about that, okay? That's number five. Number four for me, mashed potatoes. Lumpy or not, I don't I don't care. My wife makes phenomenal mashed potatoes. It, I mean, it literally should be their own food group. I love the mashed potatoes. 
Number three, a classic. I made it one year, made it a couple years. And it's something that my mom made. It was a staple for our Thanksgiving. Broccoli cheese and rice. You bake it with a little breadcrumbs on the top. And yeah, so good. But what can you not have at a Thanksgiving dinner? You cannot not have bread. And there's these rosemary rolls that, you know, these yeast rolls that my wife makes. It is it is my number two favorite Thanksgiving. Like I, I will hammer an entire fixing of those. Love them. But my number one, hands down, put me on the train to Sleepy Town. The trip to Fan Express is coming. I love turkey. Turkey everywhere. I'm like the guy from A Christmas Story. When it's time to cook a turkey. Fried, smoked, roasted. I, I don't care. I am here for the turkey. And then, of course, afterwards, it's a turkey sandwich. You, know, you got to have some good turkey sandwich. And I feel like Ross from Friends... You got to have the moist maker, that that little section of gravy-soaked bread in the middle. But I will tell you this. I've talked to some people who know the Thanksgiving sandwich, you need to try it. Everybody's got a waffle maker. Gather your stuffing and your mashed potatoes. Kind of mix them up into a nice little mixture, right? A little, little mixture. All right? Put it in the waffle iron. Make a waffle with that mashed potatoes and, and stuffing. Then you put all your stuff on there. Cranberry sauce. Turkey. Nice piece of sharp cheddar. And that's your sandwich. But, again, I know there's some people who are like, oh, I'm not doing that. That's fine. It's your regular classic turkey sandwich, man. Some mustard, some mayonnaise, a piece of cheese. You gotta have the cranberries on. I love it. You know, it just... I'm eating turkey for days afterwards. Last year was the first year that I smoked a turkey, and it turned out... Amazing. Amazing. And I hate because of work and things going on, I'm not going to have time to smoke a whole turkey this year. But this Saturday, I'm off. And I already told my wife, I'm going to buy like a a turkey breast, like bone-in breast, and I'm going to smoke that for us. Because we got to have the turkey sandwiches afterwards, guys. Got to. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, doing... Thanksgiving with the family. I hope you guys are safe out there. And I hope always remember to take care of each other. This is a special time. People traveling out there to see family. Family me haven't seen in a while. Just be thankful. Thankful you have them. Give them a hug. Tell them you love them. Enjoy that time with friends and family. Have a safe Thanksgiving, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. And remember to always positively move forward. on this delicious journey through the world of sports and food on Sports Bites with your host, Chris Joseph. We hope you've enjoyed the game day stories and culinary adventures. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you've got any mouth-watering sports-related tales or favorite game day recipes, share them with us on social media. Until next time, remember, it's not just about the game. It's about the bites that make it unforgettable. Stay hungry for more Sports Bites.